Blog Talk Radio. gentlemen, we welcome you to the Unexplained World Radio Broadcast with Edward Shanahan and his co-host from the inner circle of the Unexplained World, a location where you will find that the border between the natural and the supernatural will be nothing anymore but a fuzzy engine. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World. This is the December 17th broadcast. I'm your host, Ed Shanahan, and our co-host from the Inner Circle, as of right now, is Deanne and Annette. Okay, well, we got the music to work, so that's <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, okay, uh, tonight, for the listeners, tonight is our paranormal broadcast. It's going to be a full-packed show. Um, callers, we got a guest interviewer. Uh, interviewer we're going to guess, um, I guess that's the way you could say it, that we're going to talk to. His name is Ryan or Rob Hall. He is from Site Paranormal Researchers, okay, out of the uh, Joliet area. And uh, in a little while, John will be joining us. Uh, so, ladies, tonight's our paranormal night, and each one of you has got a – and we also have Chrissy on the line. I'm sorry. She'll be uh, talking to us about – the paranormal hell she's been going through in her house. So um, we'll bring her on in a couple minutes. And Annette, let's yes. start off tonight with it being our, you know, paranormal night with uh, Christmas superstitions, I believe you have. I have Christmas superstitions. Yeah, we're so close to December 25th now. Um, it is said that the child born on Christmas Day will have a special fortune. Uh, it says that uh, snow on Christmas means Easter will be green. Okay. So I guess if we don't have snow on Christmas, Easter will be brown. <laughs> you will have as many happy months in the coming year as the number of houses you eat mincemeat pies in during Christmas time. Now, Ed, do you know what a mincemeat pie is? Uh, I never hit it, no. Well, I looked it up, and in the 11th century, pretty much it was made of mutton. Mutton? Um, however, what are, what now, mutton? <laughs> Not nothing. What's mutton with you? Okay. <laughs> mutton is uh, old lamb meat. So, or, I mean, old sheep meat. So, if uh, you know a sheep has been around for a while and that you have to put them down to eat, that's what you got in mutton. <laughs> Pretty gross. Okay. Okay. Um, I looked up current day recipes though, and it takes green tomatoes, apples, currants, raisins, cinnamon, cloves, ginger, nutmeg, blah blah blah. So it's kind of a spicy, fruity thing nowadays. Uh, in Greece, some people burn their old shoes during the Christmas season to prevent misfortunes in the coming year. I suppose they don't walk in the same paths. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's kind of neat. 
Uh, they have good okay. health throughout the year. Eat an apple on Christmas Eve. <clears throat> really? Uh, yeah, and then there's is another... That why, uh, is that why Santa's been around so long? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of apple eating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he's, he's been around for ages, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and also that the 12 days of Christmas, if you eat mincemeat pie, that that's good luck also. So there's another mincemeat pie, re- you know, reference, mm. and it's made mm. of apples as we know it today. So that's kind of cool. <clears throat> well, a lot of work goes into that, though. Can you just buy it, go to Baker Square or something? And uh... I don't know. That's I don't know about that. <laughs> I know my grandmother <laughs> used to do it years ago, but I haven't seen one since. And that was back in, like, the 12th century. So, uh, let's see. The gates of heaven open at midnight on Christmas to those who die and then go straight to heaven. Now, that's an Irish belief. That's oh, really? An Irish belief. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Christmas candles should be left burning until Christmas morning and then should rest undisturbed from the time of lighting until they are snuffed. So if you light candles on Christmas, just leave mm. them burn, un- you know, well, I shouldn't say unattended. Uh, just don't you know, touch them. <laughs> Singing Christmas nope. carols at any time other than during the festive season is unlucky. Really? So if you get uh-huh. Jingle Bell stuck in your head in July, you're yeah. in trouble. Oh, that's yeah. what I did. Oh, rat! <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, the, then those people that are, what is it, Christmas in July, they're um, they're asking for trouble then, huh? I, right, you know, you go to the KOA and you're yeah. <laughs> trying to do Christmas in July, yeah, you're you're not doing good. Now, here's one that's uh, kind of paganish. It's about the Yule log. They say it should be lit by a piece of the log used on the previous Christmas. Now, once that is done, no evil spirit can then enter into the house. Oh. Uh, the remains of the Yule log are also considered lucky and would be a protection against lightning or fire in the home. Huh. So anybody that... with an evil spirit in the house, I would say you want to get a Yule log this year. This is the, t- the time of the season. Do you uh, practice that, or is it something you're going to practice? No, we do. We have fireplaces here, so we look out in that manner. Now, some people that don't have a fireplace can have a Yule log um, yeah. with candles. You can oh, find yourself really? a log, drill three holes in it, and put in candles. They can either represent uh, the three um, faces of the goddess, the maiden, the mother, and the crone, or you can use them for, like, the, um, oh, the lord, the lady, and the sun king that's born, or something like that. Just get the colors that represent, you know, your path, your pagan path. Oh, okay. And then what we do is then we keep a piece of the candle from each one of those, a little bit at the end there, and use those to light the new candles the next year. So if you have a fireplace, you're you're still in luck. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and here's an Irish blessing to leave you with. May you have warm words on a cold evening, a full moon on a dark night, and a smooth road all the way to your door. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. You make your own Christmas cards. Are you going to, do you have any of that in there or what? <laughs> I should, I should. Um, actually, since with a new baby in the house, you know, we always dress him up as the sun king and take his picture, and he gets on the front of the Yule card, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sanders got to take a back seat, huh? <laughs> he had it in 2004. He's had his moment in the sun. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me say Right now, that listeners uh, feel free to call. Um, the number is six four six nine one five nine six five three. What we do, what we'll do, is when Rob Hall gets on the line, we'll start taking calls and stuff like that. Um, Annette, do you have your Christmas stuff already done, or? 
taken care of? You no, know, I'm not big on Christmas. We do Yule. Or um, Yule, I should say. Right. Um, and we teach the kids, you know, that the Holly King is really Santa and, you know, those yeah. kinds of things. And the Yule We tree. talked about that last last Right, last right. So, yeah. so right. Um, no, I, I, I have what things done that I need to give as gifts for grandparents and so forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... I'm I'm well enough along. <laughs> yeah. How about yeah, Deanne? What do you do? Um, a little bit of everything. Yeah. A little we, bit. Yeah, you, you live in America, so you kind of gotta, you know, <laughs> you gotta yeah. do everybody's thing. Oh yeah, everybody's, everybody's. It's... We have um, we have now. Deanne had a she's through the. We're getting on the paranormal a little deeper now. Um, she was at. So uh, what what the historical house in Orland with us twice already. Right, the Humphrey and House. The Humphrey House, the mm-hmm. Senator Humphrey House. And what's gonna happen is in February, not you haven't heard of this yet, we are gonna be able to spend I talked to the historical society, uh approximate, approximately five hours in the location. Okay. We'll take a group of people with us and stuff like that. Those who are interested. Um, it may go on even doing it two months later again, depending on how the first session goes. Now, with that said, and before I even had it confirmed, Deanne, what was the dream you had? The dream I had was actually about the Humphrey House. Um, the couple times that we did go there, Ed, I was absolutely fascinated Speak up a little bit louder, okay? Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm very fascinated with this home. I believe you had to even pull me out of there twice. Uh, The dream um, was so real to life that I am just so excited to go back there to connect into this. It was sort of eerie also is we were in the home. It was myself, you, and John. And there was an unbelievable connection with the spirits there, mainly uh, a male, male spirit that was trying to come through me. And it was, it was a little odd, too, that um, I can't remember so much about because how many weeks ago was that? Uh, approximately four, at least. Was that? Okay, well, you know me and my dreams. They're a movie to be made every day, every night. In particular, though, what had stuck out in this dream was um, one of the bathrooms. I'm not sure how many bathrooms there were. I know there was one, but I was never in there. But in the dream, I was in there, and I was taking photos on a digital camera, and actual things came through. Um, I, John was behind me, and there was many voices going on in there, and when I it came out and we started looking at, at the, the photos off the camera, there's the images on there that actually looked like it would be from that time frame, the people okay. that were in there, male, female. Um, it was it was really, uh, you know, I can't even really describe it. The time frame for those who are listening, it was from the late 1800s to the early 1900s. So um, that... It was occupied by actual, actually Senator Humphrey. Another thing about the location is, um, this you might find interesting, and that um, his first wife died, I believe, mysteriously. Isn't that what they, um, the historical people said, Deanne? And uh, yeah, 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 in the house. 
and they waked her there, okay, like they did in the old times. And her and, children. Yeah. And then what happened is within three weeks or three weeks or three months, I can't remember which one, he remarried his secretary and moved her into oh. the house. <laughs> surprise, okay. surprise. Yeah, I'm sure that went over real well. Um, and then she died, and she was waked in the house. And then when Senator Humphrey died, he was waked in the house. And I believe they said there was a child, too, that passed away. There's two of them, right. I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. So there's um, <clears throat> now the historical society, they've been open arms to us because of the fact that um, Rob has felt um, – things going on in there, especially the basement area. Now, when we had the people out there, um, I know you remember Lisa and her daughter and uh, and a few other people, they felt things right there in the area where the people were waked. So, um, the parlor it, or something, yeah? Yeah, it was yeah, in the, the parlor. parlor. Yeah, and uh, we had the dowsing rods, et cetera, et cetera. And Annette... I mean, Deanne had uh, an experience the last time we were there using a dowsing rod. Christy, who will be on with us in a couple minutes, um, her camera was even going off and it's by itself. Um, when wow, I stood by, electrical activity, excellent. Yeah, when I stood by a certain couch, she just had the camera in her hand, and it took a picture of me by that couch or chair, whatever it was. Did they so, get anything in that picture? I haven't talked to her since. Maybe oh. we'll ask her when she's online Great. or when she's on the air. So we'll see what happens there. And now, like I said, that's going to be in February. It should be interesting. We're going to go, like at the time, at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock till 11 at night. Some people say, oh, why do you go in the night? You could do it with us as well in the day. Well, yes, I've run the Circle of Energy. Deanne was there, et cetera, during the day at locations, Willow Springs Outdoors and stuff, and we actually had, um, instead of the wind coming like it normally does, it was coming from the earth right below us when we were doing the circle of energy. Yes, the circle of energy could be done during the day. Uh, going to the house could be done during the day, but my belief, Annette, you've been out there when we ran tours in your location, the tree of death and stuff like that, that the people's senses are... More the people, yes, they're, mm -hmm. they kick in. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? They kick in. And uh, and so that's why, because it's like if you wake up or, no, if you're walking around your house during the day with the lights on, you have no problems. But if you get out of bed in the middle of the night and it's all dark in your house and you're walking through it, through the hallway and that, your senses are kicked in because there's no lights. So, you know, the senses are there. And... Uh, that's the reason why we're doing that, okay? Another thing I want to mention while we have the people or the listeners out there, I just got another uh, instant message. If you want to instant message me, go ahead. It's Edward underscore Shanahan at Yahoo Messenger, all right? The thing, the experiment I mentioned in uh, newsletters that went out was turn up your computers because we received a, we received a instant message last week, and so we're trying to experiment tonight. Turn up your computers, kind of turn down the lights in the room, but turn up your computer, your sound, okay? People were, I got a couple emails last week saying they had spirits in their house, but the activity started up while the show was on, all right? I just received an email, uh, instant message from 
genie. It says, from my visit there, the only orbs that, oh, she's talking about uh, at the house. But, um, yeah. But, so, as far as tonight goes, if you're listening to the show and you believe you may have spirits in your house, let's try the experiment. Turn up your computer and see. feel free to instant message me. Um, if you want activity tonight. <laughs> yeah, if you want activity. <laughs> if you're trying to keep it low, keep it low. <laughs> and if you don't sleep, that's your problem. Okay. Uh, We're sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you may be sorry, but uh, <laughs> we've done a good job if they can't sleep. Um, <laughs> okay, um, Chrissy, who we're going to bring on the air right now, she uh, came across to us from by way of Deanne. Uh, Chrissy, you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Well, Chrissy. Hi. How's everybody okay. doing? How's everybody doing, she asked. Good. Fine, thank you. Fine. Okay. Chrissy, don't be afraid to talk up some. Um, Chrissy came to us, by, like I said, by way of Deanne. The, uh, Chrissy basically is living through, through a paranormal hell in her house right now. Uh, Deanne and I plan on visiting the location, hopefully right after the first of the year. And Chrissy, do you want to tell us what's going on there? Well, ever since my oldest daughter's been born, she um, sees a little girl in my house. And the little girl is always asking her to help. And my daughter will not go in her room. She says there's a little boy in there, and he can't leave the room because he was killed in there. And uh, my son is starting to see him. He'll go in the room, and he'll play with somebody, but there's nobody there. And, Chrissy, how old is your uh, daughter? My daughter is six. Is six, and she's been seeing the other little girl for since she was since she was two. what age? About two. My oh wow! And my son, he'll be two, and now he's starting to see it. All right, how do you handle it with the kids? Do you say they're not seeing it or what? Um, actually, I just let her keep going with it. I mean, she'll tell me that you know the little girl, she won't come in my room at night because the little girl was murdered in my room. Mm-hmm. Which is where I had another incident. Mm-hmm. Um, my son, he really, he just plays, and I just let him play with it. Okay. They'll roll a ball back and forth with each other. They'll, he'll be in there and just start cracking up with this this little boy that's in there. Do you actually see the ball rolling and stuff? Yeah, I can actually see the ball roll. On its own? On its own. He'll roll it, oh. and then it'll roll back to him. Well, I know one thing. I'm bringing a video camera with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we think we get a lot of hits now. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Chrissy, this is fascinating. Um, and the children are not, they don't fear anything except my daughter your room. little boy in her room. She fears him. She will not but your little boy does not. Okay. Your little boy does not. Huh. Wow. Wow. Do you know of any history in the house? Um. Well, this is where it gets interesting. I used to babysit a little boy, and he was in my room screaming hysterically. Said an old man came and sat down with him on the edge of the bed. Then um, my grandfather, before he passed away, he uh, saw a teenage boy. So automatically they went and got the history on the house. We found out there was an old man and woman that lived with their three grandchildren, which was a teenage boy, a little girl, and a little boy. Wow. And, and that's uh, as much as you know. That's as much as we know. Okay. Now, now I know of something that went down. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Deanne shared it with me. And if you feel like telling the people about the bed. Uh, yes, I can actually tell you how it started. Go ahead. I had a friend of mine over here one night, and I was sitting in, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I was sitting in the kitchen with my grandmother, and I heard, seen him looking towards my room, and he was like, where are you going? All of a sudden, my son started screaming, so I came out of the kitchen. And he was like, oh, my God. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, I just saw you standing in your hallway, and when I looked at you, you ran into the room. I was never even there. I was in the kitchen, which actually I would be right next to him. Deanne knows how my house is set up. Right, right. So all of a sudden, my son started screaming. I came to the end of the hallway, and he would not move. He was completely frozen. He was just standing in my doorway, completely frozen. So the spirit used your shape to manifest my itself? Shape to manifest itself. So okay. Wow. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. So later on that night, I went to sleep. Everything was fine. The next night came along. I'm laying in bed, and I hear my daughter crying. I look in my, you know, out my door, and my daughter's standing there hysterically crying. So I'm telling her, come here. She wouldn't come into the room. I looked next to me. She was sleeping on my bed. When I turned back around, whatever was in my doorway was gone. So I, you know, got up, went to the bathroom, came out into the kitchen, got something to drink, looked at the clock. It was 3.15. Came back into my room, lay down on my bed, you know, picked my son up because he was on the floor, put him in the bed with me. And as I lay down, I turned towards my wall, put the covers over me. I felt my bed lift in the air, and it just rapidly started shaking. And I just went completely under the covers. And it stopped after, like, maybe 20 seconds. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Now, Chrissy, do you believe that this is a haunting or that there's some kind of a dimension shift? I don't know. I know I have taken pictures of my house in my house, and I get orbs. And Deanne has seen pictures of the inside of my house. And yes, I, can I have. Actually, you can see something there with red eyes. And you have well, pictures also of your children. You could see right yeah, through them. Yeah, my children. You can see right through them every time I take a picture of them. It's going to be an interesting place to visit. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. You rent or own this place, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> like now I'm actually sitting in this room and I'm getting chills. <laughs> Well, it's because of the show. Uh. <laughs> I have visited Chrissy at her home many times, and, uh, yeah, we got our hands full, Ed. We really okay. Do. Yeah, we do. All right. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't believe in, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't believe in banishing, okay? It was somewhat of a, you know, what Amy taught me as far as a Native American in her, but I believe there could possibly be peace brought to mm -hmm. the location. Um, I and also believe... The evolved. Is that what you're talking about, Ed? Uh, peace in the fact of making it known it's welcomed and there won't be no harm brought to it, if that makes sense. Um, and But there's... I don't believe... You know, my belief is... Uh, how do I explain this? Like, you know, with the miracle... Or with the so-called miracles and that, that you know happened with my grandchild, my dad, and all that, okay? Yeah. It was, I always asked for a higher power to intervene, okay? And I think in a scenario like this, 
Um, and we'll talk to more with John about this when he gets on the air because Dreamweavers had this experience. Um, asking a higher power to intervene, okay? More, more or less than saying, oh, I'm going to come in here and banish whatever, okay? It's my personal opinion, and let me say my personal opinion, that no individual human being has that power. There's got to be an outside source helping. Um, it's just like... It's just like a priest doing exorcism, okay? The priest is asking for, you know, a higher source to intervene. You know, he's just more or less a messenger, I guess you could say. So, Provided he makes, believes in a higher power. Does that, does that make sense to you or, you know? But that's just my, my thoughts on the subject, you know. Um, Chrissy, would you be open to having us come there after the first of the year? Or? Oh, yeah, you can come here. There's no problem. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Chrissy, right. what's your perfect scenario? Would you like to see it all stop? It it doesn't bother me. Really, okay. It doesn't. But when I'm picking my bed up and shaking it, then it bothers me. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. <laughs> my okay, guys. Form, then it's bothering me. Well, that's huge, stealing your form. Right. Or the fact that you can see through your children in photographs. It's That's why I'm thinking dimensional right. shift or a doorway or something that's allowing so many entities to pass through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could be dealing with just about anything from A to Z at any time, if that's the case. Right. I mean, I mean we've had stuff like fly off the of walls and... Actually, my great-grandmother, it was funny. I was arguing with my grandmother one day. My great-grandmother's picture flew off the wall and hit me in the back of the head. Oh, you know, don't argue with your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> it's Somebody's on her side, it sounds like. This, until this happens. Then it's like I don't even want to sleep in here. Hmm. I don't know what's going to happen next. I've been hmm. actually sleeping on my couch. I will not sleep in this room. <laughs> hmm. Well, we'll make uh, we'll make plans. I'll make them through DN to be out there okay. um, for us to come out there, probably on a weekend day. Um, okay, DN, just yeah. just remind me. Okay, I know I got a backlog now, <laughs> but just uh, just remind me of it, and we'll get out there and see what we can pick up. Maybe even drag John with. I'm sure he'll be. Uh, Doing cartwheels when I ask him, but uh, <laughs> he's doing uh, them right now. <laughs> yeah, just mentioning it. Uh, Annette, it's up yeah. to you. I know you're tied up in your area, and uh, you know, we'll I'll put the call out to you if you're interested, and let you know. Yeah, well, let, let me know. Yeah, because I think it sparked an interest in you too. So yeah. well, this one's uh, really really curious. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Chrissy, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll get a copy of this out to you through DN, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, thank you you for calling. Okay, take care. Have a good night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, does that sound interesting, ladies? Oh, my word. (laughs) That's bigger than just a haunting. There's more going on than just a haunting. Yeah, there's a lot of activity. You know, yeah. shape-shifting, and that, that that's big. That's huge. Okay. So I think I sparked an interest in you, too, and I... Yeah, so. I think so. <laughs> okay. yeah, I think, that we're going to need you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> get my uh, head out. <laughs> okay, let me say something right here. Um, with the holidays coming up, we will not have a broadcast Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, okay? Uh, they both fall on Saturday and Sunday. 
And again, Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday, so no broadcast that day. But we're going to have a special show, New Year's Day, okay? Uh, New Year's Day, which is a Monday, um, Annette, in the end, we'll be doing tarot readings for callers. And I will do, if a caller has a specific question, why the ladies are um, doing their thing to give you a reading, I will attempt to give you an answer with the questions. So that's what we'll do on uh, Christmas, on New Year's Day night. Nine o'clock, it's a Monday, and that's when we'll be back on, okay? Um, callers, feel free to give us a call. It's 646 915 And, Ian, you got to run that little yes, I infer do. commercial I again. Try it again. <laughs> Try it again. Okay, well, Portions of the Unexplained World radio broadcast is brought to you by Just a Little Naughty. Just a Little Naughty specializes in adult novelty and spa home parties. Internet sales are available to view their products or to find out about career opportunities, please visit them at justalittlenaughty.com. Have you been just a little naughty lately? Well, you and that been <laughs> since the last commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, no comment. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, a little hangover. <laughs> but, uh, oh, well, yeah, I, I had a cocktail also, but I was naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on Santa's naughty list, I can say You're that. On you know what? Yes, I am. <laughs> I, want, I, wandered over, I wandered over to that website, okay? <laughs> you know, and you and, just had an anniversary. Were you naughty? Um, I, I'm taking a fifth. I got a halo over my head. Uh, but I wandered over. I naughty is good, isn't it? But I oh, wandered. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I wandered over to the website for justlittlenaughty.com, and when I went there, I went, "Wow!" I go, "I gotta ask you a question, Deanne. Okay, did you model for that?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was the right hair, the look, or the other attributes. I guess I could say. <laughs> Reminded now me. that's a little naughty. <laughs> oh, that's real naughty. <laughs> well, if anybody's in question of it, they can go to our website and uh, go into the video section and watch the uh, the video of, uh, what is it, um, Psychic Energy Fund, and there's, you will see Deanne in that video. So, but, in a psychic you know, video. <laughs> using dowsing rods. Yeah. But let me also say, you also could see the beautiful Annette at the same web page where she's doing an interview of Jim, who is, what was he, possessed by demons at one time? Annette? Yeah, yeah, he had major demon activity going on. Yeah. Um, well, I forget what the number was, 38 or something was the high count? I don't know. He talks about it on there. Yeah. He, he talks about it. So Annette does a fantastic interview. It's about... Uh, 20 minutes long. It's also on the website under the videos, as well as uh, you also could get a peek at you know what the end looks like. Me, as far as what I look like, I'm I'm a shy guy, so you're just gonna have to look for me out there. So, um, right now we have both John. John, you there? John. Hello, John. Can you hear me? Let's let me try this again. We have Rob Hall out there. Are you out there, Rob? Yep, I'm here. Okay, Hello, Rob, Rob Hall is from... Hello, Rob. Um, Hi. Rob Hall is... Uh, 
Hello. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm getting instant messages that are throwing me off. Uh, Jeannie, hold off a little on instant messages. Uh, Rob Hall is John. Are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, you finally came on. Okay. Okay. Hey, how is it, everybody? Fine, honey. How are you? Good. Okay. All right, Rob. Rob Hall. He is uh, the founder of. Of site of site paranormal researchers, he's out of uh, the Joliet area, and um, how long have you been doing this? Um, off and on for probably close to eighteen twenty years. Okay, now you're gonna have to talk up a little, Rob. Okay. Um, okay. All right. The thing is, is Rob's been in the newspapers recently, and he's been doing a lot of private investigations. I guess you could say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been we've been completely swamped with private investigations. And do you just go into that? Do people contact you when you go to the houses and stuff like that? Uh, yeah. They they contact us, and then I have I have um, a list of questions that I've developed over over several years of watching um, other researchers what they do and that stuff, and uh, I've narrowed it down to a list of questions to. Um, to kind of find out if it's somebody who's really is, uh, you know, really is having trouble, or if it's somebody who maybe just thinks it'd be cool to have somebody come out to their house or something. Okay. How uh, long of questions is that? Uh, probably about between seventy-five to a hundred questions. Interesting. A, a lot of them are are really personal questions, hmm. and. Um, some of the things that I've that I've one of the reasons why I prefer to email it to people is um, I've seen other I've seen other uh, research groups who interview the people right at their locations and um, I, I always felt that um, that it was kind of uh, you know if you if you want somebody to answer a private question be honest with you a lot of times people will be more honest if you're not right in their you know right there with them. They'll be more honest if you were to send it to them and they answer the questions in the privacy of their own home. Right. Okay, do you go out there specifically to say there are spirits there or not, or what? what is the main goal when somebody hears you there? Um, mainly to find if there is activity out there and uh, to try and I'm basically bring you know, peace of mind to people and let them know that they're, you know, a lot of people come to us and they say, well, I think I'm going crazy. And, you know, we tell them you're not going crazy. We've, we've seen this before. We've heard of it before. And, uh, you know, once, a lot of times once we, once we show people that we've gotten a few pictures and, and some EVPs and that stuff, um, a lot of times they just, they're satisfied with that because now they know that they're not really, uh, you know that they're not going crazy. Not just imagining it, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I got to. Tro- I'm going to throw a scenario out to you. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate, more or less. Uh, what I want to ask you is now, let's say you come out three weeks later. Okay. Yeah. Let's say I contact you, and three weeks later you come out. It's hard to dispute the fact that being three weeks later, okay, that what happened, just like with Chrissy, what's happened in her house, okay, if you're not getting something 
that moment, that time, that time frame that you're there doesn't mean something didn't happen at the time they decided to contact you. Is that? Yeah. So how do you explain that? Um, sometimes it's more of a, I would I would have to say that a lot of times it's more um, being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes we, uh, you know, sometimes people go in with kind of a gung-ho attitude when they go into a location. Right. And we try to go in and, um, you know, we kind of announce that we're there. Um, and we say that we're just here taking pictures and uh, doing EVPs. We're not here to disturb or, you know, <clears throat> disturb or harm or challenge anything that's there. We're just curious as to why they're there and, um, you know, and what what's going on in the house, why suddenly this activity has begun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you do any research on the location before you get there? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we okay. have we have several researchers uh in different locations that do uh that do research uh the actual properties. Okay. Now what's your how many people are in your group? Let me ask you that. Right now we have about twenty five active members. Um, okay. the, the reason I kinda say active members is we do keep our membership down to just the people who are who are active. And uh, if somebody's if somebody say they have to be hospitalized or they they're going to be out of commission for more than a month or two, then um, we ask them to kind of voluntarily you know uh, kind of voluntarily resign from the group until they're able to participate. Mm-hmm. And it keeps it keeps our number down and uh, it's it's kind of easier to keep track of the people that you have and and that kind of stuff. Okay. I got to ask you another question. John? Yes, you're you be free to jump in, okay? Um yeah, because uh you know, my my mind is going to start frying. Um and ladies you too. Now, you don't get you're not going to profess to get an EVP EVPs at every location you go to every time you go out, are you? You don't never, you're never. No. No. I would say I would say there's there's no way. I would say if we if we get something probably seventy percent of the time it's it's been a very lucky day. Yeah, yeah. Because uh there's some people out there that claim everywhere they go they get EVPs and I you know. But they're also selling the equipment too, so to the members. So it may yeah. help that they get <laughs> Well that's, that's one thing I never wanted to do is uh and, and we don't we don't sell equipment or anything and uh, you know, if somebody asks us what we use to do a certain, you know, to do a certain job, we'll tell them. But we, we don't, you know, sell anything on the site or anything like that. Mhm, mhm. Have you walked into a place? Like, I guess a new term would be paranormal hell. Have you walked into a place that's been like that? Um, we haven't. To tell you the truth, I really haven't walked into a place where I've felt that we've we've been told ahead of time. You know that this is going on and that's going on and and you know we've we've kind of had a little bit of uh, anxiety walking into locations, but then once we get there and you know announce that we're there and what we're doing and that stuff, it it always seems like things some somehow or another calm down for some reason. Okay. Have you ever um, not been accepted coming in? Um. 
you mean have we have anything ever made itself known that it didn't want us there? Right, right, yeah. Not, not really. No, we we really haven't. Um, you know, I was telling Ed one day that we really haven't ever come up in a situation where there was anything that I would classify that that would be evil or that I felt like really that I was in danger or that my group was in danger. Huh. Okay. Um, you do have a website out there, right? Yeah, it's uh, www.siteparanormal.com. Okay. And what can people find at your website? Um, we have we have some pictures and that stuff that uh, that people have given us per permission to put up there. And um, we haven't put up EVPs or um, I, I don't like to put locations of places up that I've been to because I, I don't really like, um, I, I don't condone people going running around in cemeteries and that. I mean, we like to go to cemeteries from time to time, but when we do go, we get permission from people before we go in there. Mm -hmm. So we really don't like, you know, when when somebody, when people go running around there at night, like we've ran into a lot of people at Bachelor's Grove. We only went there one time. Yeah. And, um, we ran into people out there, and, um, you know, when people go out to places and do damage or, you know, leave wrappers of stuff laying all over the place, it kind of makes it hard for everyone else that would like to go out there. Mm -hmm. Just out of curiosity, what were your readings at Bachelor's Grove since it's such a popular site? Um, you know, we really didn't get much more than a lot of orbs and stuff out there. Right. But um, a lot of the people really felt um, that something – what was behind us as we were leaving. Hmm. Okay. I would like to take a second and uh, remind callers that they can call 646-915-9653. Okay. Now, um, John, you're on the line. and yes. Yeah. And I think we've been out to Bachelors Grove a couple of times. And I would have, I, I personally, um, back our personally say or feel that Archerwood Cemetery is and Cemetery S that we've been to. And like you say, Rob, we keep Cemetery S to ourselves, not the actual name for the simple fact. We were permitted to go in there at night. Okay, so I know they don't want to be, you know, contacted by everybody to do the same thing. But Patrick's Grove, the cemetery itself, feels calm. Do you feel the same way, John? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I got a lot of videos of, of orbs from Bachelors Grove, um, countless hundreds of pictures from Bachelors Grove. In fact, I compiled a real nice uh, CD that I burned for you, Ed. I'm going to give that to you next time I see you if you want to post any of those pictures. Okay. Uh, full apparitions, uh, half bodies out of the ground, uh, people walking. Nice compilation, and I uh, put it on a CD, so you, you could pick and choose what you want to post. Okay, super, super. I actually, Rob, did you go in beyond Bachelors Grove to the area that, um, it's up on my website, um, The Unexplained World, that feels like, or basically we had Amy there too, and she confirmed it, where they, in back in the 70s, the satanic wor worshiping went on, rituals? No, no, we didn't go back out that far. Well, I guess I got some place I could take you then. Okay, yeah. but uh, Dan, you were out there too with us. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that that area felt more powerful than the actual cemetery. Oh, I very much more. 
Thank yeah. The thing about the area, Rob, is nothing grows. Everything, the growth is stunted. The trees, there's no there's no growth on the ground uh, as far as greenery goes. Um, and when me and Amy were there, the the deers were even avoiding crossing this property, this this part of the land. So, uh, yeah, I, I that's where I felt my strongest feelings was back there in uh where the satanic stuff goes on. So um, I definitely like to explore that area then. Yeah. Well we're we're eventually supposed to get together with your group, me, Deanne and I'll bring John out and uh uh it would be nice to meet your people and you also involve a psychic with what you do, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we we've you know, our uh, the gal that we have now, um we had one girl that was with us that was a fairly good psychic. Um, this girl just happened to come to us, um, you know, through a series of uh, circumstances. And um, she apparently used to be a psychic healer uh, through the church that she was. She was with the church and she was a healer. And um, she she's a very strong psychic and, um, you know, she's she's pretty much been right on the money with everything that she's told us and where she's directed us to go on that so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do we do put a lot of faith in her, and and from time to time, what we'll do is we'll um, when we go to a location, I'll have her um, go through the house and tell us. You know, I'll know ahead of time where the owners say there's problems, but I'll ask her to tell us where there's where she feels that there's the most activity. And we'll set up there, and then later on she'll, you know, we'll com- I'll let her see the notes that I took from what I was told. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and she's she's been pretty dead on with everything. Good. Is Good. all this That's... work done on a volunteer basis by your group? Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. So what do you plan on doing with this, all this that you're, you know, that you're researching and everything else? What's your ultimate goal? Um, just basically to help people is, is mainly what we're what we're all about. We've we've actually we've tried to stay out of the limelight as much as we possibly could. But by the same means, as I'm sure you realized, if if you want to grow, you have to kind of uh, you know get in the limelight a little bit. Yeah, so, just a little. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've, uh, we've, we've been permitting things, you know, a little bit of exposure lately, and um, we actually we had a bad experience with one newspaper that we weren't too happy about. But um, mm-hmm. actually, uh, a lot of the people that we've had that have contacted us hadn't hadn't seen the newspaper. They've heard of us through word of mouth. Good, good. So we good. next we, thing you got to try to do is get in a in a book. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that that will last forever. So um, compared to it all, we printed. It. I was listening pretty interestingly when uh, that Christy gal called in. Yeah. Because we do, we've had a case that's been um, that's been ongoing that we've been researching, and um, it seems like it's something similar to that. It's actually the um, the home that we've gone to. The uh, the lady that lives there has said the spirits have actually had sex with it. <laughs> And um, we've we've gone to the house several times, and um, everybody's had really odd experiences happen to them. 
um, cameras getting stuck, getting uh, getting shots from cameras, and um, a, lo a lot of really interesting stuff has happened. But it seems like after we go there, it calms down for a period of time, and then it flares back up again. Huh? You have uh, you guys CES for some type of piece to be brought into the house with the spirit? Um, she she has. And we're beginning to wonder if a lot of it centers around um, her teenage kids that she has. Mm -hmm. They, um, you know, they stir a lot of energy up, and there's, you know, a lot of arguing between the kids like there normally is, and that. And uh, you know, she's tried to um, she's tried to have them calm down with with the arguing and cursing and swearing and that stuff. And when they do, it seems to calm down quite a bit. Yeah, emotions do leave energy, and energy basically can be picked up and magnified. Um, because John, when John and I went to, what was it, Dream Weepers? John? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, they've, they've even had people out there to try to get rid of the uh, the ghosts or the spirits. And needless to say, it didn't work, um, maybe just for a short time. Now, there's a lot of energy in that place because of it's a haunted house. It's a stationary. It's a year-long um, stationary. So everything's allowed to stay in the, the, the warehouse. And what happens is, you know, everybody being scared, there's a lot of emotions. The emotions, energy, energy stays in the area. But as John will contest to the fact that a lot of the stuff they got in there in that building is are from estate sales and stuff like that, and um, you know that's, that's a lot attached to it. There's a lot attached to it, and I I believe John that I told him that, and it's it, by their expressions it looked like, you know, it's the first time anybody ever told him this. Okay, and it's also like a a shrine to the dead. Okay, yeah, yeah. so why wouldn't spirits want to hang out there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you're... Not, not only do they, do they get the stuff from estate sales, but the coffins that are used as props they actually get from funeral homes. New, of course, not not used, but they, they do get them from funeral homes. So it is like uh, it is like a shrine, you know, to... Uh, you know, to them, so on uh, to the day, yeah, yeah. So, and and it was interesting when the one co-owner uh, decided that she wanted to make it known that she didn't want the spirits around anymore. She had left for the day, and when she came back the following day, the shelves were pulled off the wall, and the, a lot of her material, her inventory, was scattered about the floor. And when she checked the shelving unit it, it's actually put into a stronger type of uh, pegboard and there was no scratches on the pegboard or anything that it weakened and fell out there was no cracks there was no holes or anything like that it was like if they were just properly lifted right out of the slats pulled onto the floor and things were strewn about the place wow 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 uh annette and deanna are you still there oh yeah i'm still here annette yeah i'm here okay because uh he had a little bit of trouble on my end with uh, um, what's going on with the webpage, but we're still being broadcast. Um, 
Darlene, if it's still being broadcast, let me know, okay? So um, that's basically what's going on on my end. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if the spirits are uh, happy with us right now. That's what I was uh, just thinking. <laughs> uh, because... I, I just got I just got a I just got an instant message from Darlene that her husband's computer just shut off by itself. So um, <laughs> I told I told everybody to turn up their computers. It's a paranormal night. So I'm uh, getting flickering lights here. Are you really? Oh yeah. Uh, okay, we're sure still there. Know, any PR is good PR. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still there, Rob? Yep, I'm still here. <laughs> okay. Um, this is freaky. Um, it is. You know, this, it is. This yeah. Me, um, of a time when we went to, uh, at one time when I was uh, when I was helping out with another group, and we, you know how I'm talking about, Ed. Uh-huh. We had went to a pizzeria, and we were going to have our meeting there. <laughs> and um, we had, uh, I had asked the owner of the group to please not play the EVPs because, I said, uh, you know, I said I've I've been told and I've seen it myself that when you play EVPs in a place that's even mildly haunted, um, for some reason it just stirs things up. And uh, he began to play the EVPs and the computers and the pizzeria went down until the next morning. Wow. So they, they they weren't too happy with uh, with that happening. <laughs> This is this is kind of freaky though. It's kind of John, when I hit on the fact of it being a shrine to the dead, this thing starts acting up. I mean, I got on my screen. Oops, blog talk radio. We encountered an error while processing your request. And um, Darlene tells me her uh, husband's computer does totally shut off by itself. Uh, Deanne's got the stuff going on at her end. Uh, stuff flickering in that. So, uh, spirits, we only have seven minutes if you'd like to be patient. Okay. Well, didn't, didn't you buy a figurine from uh, Dream Reapers? I didn't buy nothing. No. Okay. I, I thought you left with one. I thought maybe you brought one home with you. No, 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 no. no. I know better than that. <laughs> oh, so there is a little intelligence left in there, huh? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sometimes Ed listens to Annette. <laughs> before, we, uh, before we go into a location, a lot of times we'll ask the people, um, you know, have you purchased anything recently on eBay or do you purchase a lot of things through garage or estate sales? Because, oh, yeah. you know, we tell them a lot of times there are things that could be attached to uh, to things that were purchased at a garage or an estate sale. And, um, you know, as as John was saying about the uh, about the haunted location, um, there's a local um, costume shop out here that I've spoken with the owner to about doing an investigation there. And um, she said that she's always finding things in disarray the next morning. And uh, I asked her, do you get, where do you get a lot of these clothes from? And she said that a lot of them are donated from, uh, like, the funeral homes when a family, when someone dies, uh, people give them to the funeral home, and the funeral home donates it to them the costume shop and so they have a lot of a lot of clothing from people who have passed away and i told her well i can tell you what where where a lot of your energy is coming from i said but you know i said unless you really want to close your shop down and start turning clothing away <laughs> you know you really don't want to do anything you know i got to ask you a question i just got a 
since I can't see callers coming in because uh, the spirits, just, uh, you know, they're playing havoc even with blog radio. What? How many locations would you say are true that you get versus fictional? Um, I would say that probably ninety percent of what we of what we actually get is true. Um, occasionally, we will get a person who is maybe exaggerating. Just there's, uh, you know, sometimes somebody's pipes might shake when they shut the water off, and they might hear pounding in the basement, or you know, simple things like that that might uh, that might scare someone. And when we do some investigating, we find out what's going on. Okay, uh, let me take a second. Somebody's asking for a type of a reading. Um, Come January 1st, New Year's Day, at night, which is a Monday, at 9 o'clock, both Annette and Deanne and myself will be doing readings for callers. So, um, like, listeners, if you have uh, questions on that, as far as I know, Annette did a fantastic job last Sunday. Annette, well, let me just say, first of all, callers, you call in New Year's Day. Annette, while we're on that subject, why don't you throw out the address, the email address, people who contact you who may be looking for past life readings, etc. Absolutely. That's uh, Fairy Ring. It's F-A-I-R-Y-R-I-N-G at Hughes.net. H-U-G-H-E-S. Hughes.net. Okay. Okay. And Deanne and I and the other spirit weavers of the Unexplained World who do uh, the psychic readings will be appearing in Champs and what was it, January 20? Well, in January, I'll give the date. Yes. Yeah, I'll give the date. Yeah, I'll give the date uh, next program. But uh, yeah, January 28th, Sunday, Psychic Fair at Champs in Burbank, Illinois. We're going to have up to five readers. It's gift offerings, there's no set fees. So, uh, listeners, uh, stay tuned for the upcoming months and uh, or upcoming weeks, and we'll, we'll let you know. Okay? I'll do and uh, we had a nice turnout there last time. It's a huge place. So, so, but um, um, like I said, January first, New Year's Day night at nine o'clock, we'll be doing uh, readings for callers to call in. Okay, we got approximately two minutes left. Uh, John, anything you want to say? No, I'm good. Uh, Rob was doing a phenomenal job. Um, Congratulations on your team and the work that you do. And I, I really uh, got to give you hands out that, uh, you know, you're getting all the permission and, and do everything with respect, not giving out other people's locations without permission, things like that. Good for you. You're doing a good job. Keep it up. Thank you. It's so scientific uh, and organized. Bravo. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And the other thing I could say about Rob, he's not a backstabber. So, um, that's something you find a lot in this field, and he's not one of them, okay? But, um, and hopefully, um, um, you know, Rob will get together with your group in the near future, and we're even talking about maybe going to a couple places, inviting our group along with your group. So we'll see what, yeah, what happens in 2007, okay? Um, ladies, listeners, John, I can't get no music on this thing or nothing. Uh, <laughs> I guess we stay away from discussing Dream Reapers in the future. But um, we got to do um, an investigation on your studio. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on my computer. Um, but hopefully, you know, um, well, we won't be on this week. Annette, do you have anything final to say on your end? Uh, everybody have a cool Yule. Okay, okay. And hopefully the weather stays like it is here in the Chicagoland area. Uh, January 7th, we're going to have Patty Harrison, who is created creator of Mystic Investigation. She will be on that show uh, Sunday, January 7th. January 14th, we're going to have open phone lines. So we'll discuss anything that's on your minds, okay? And uh, that should be a very interesting night. Uh, sorry again, listeners, about, you know, what happened, callers. But um, we're pretty much out of time right now. I would like to wish everybody, Jen, Deanne, Annette, Rob, you and your, all your families, uh, Darlene, Annette, um, all your families, okay, that uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy Yule. And uh, for everybody out there listening, remember that somebody does love you, be them here, today alive, or somebody who's passed away. You are love. I hope you all enjoyed the show. Thanks Did for you? coming on, Rob. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Rob. Th- thank you, Rob. Thank you, Chrissy, also. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you. Yes, yeah, yes. Annette, thank you very much. Uh, Deanne, thank you. John, thank you. You're welcome. Darlene out there, thank, thank you for keeping us uh, posted at, that we're still on here. And, out in the uh, ether. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, I'll give you a call within the next 15 minutes or so, okay? okay and listeners, and listeners, let's, uh, remember, Monday, January 1st, New Year's Day night, we'll be taking phone calls. Until then, you all have a pleasant dreams, no nightmares, and happy hauntings. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.